welcome to the Confidence Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bailey. Today's episode is going to be absolutely phenomenal. We have the incredible Jamie Morocco joining us. And thank you so much for being here. I am really excited about what we're going to talk about today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited too. I'm glad you're excited. I'm always excited, but I'm glad that you're excited as, as well as as well as me. Um, could you just give the listeners an introduction to yourself who you are what you do yeah absolutely so I am a body transformation mentor and coach I have been coaching people on their body transformation journeys for the last 15 years and 18 years ago I went on my own body transformation journey and I lost the weight and I've kept it off since um, I've had my own business for the last seven and a half years where I work online and I help women all over the world achieve a body that feels the highest alignment to them so that they can live their best and most abundant lives absolutely phenomenal and such an important subject to be covering you know women can become so insecure because of society that this portrayed image of the perfect body and how we should look as opposed to how we can look and feel in ourselves what, totally what yeah. got you like tell us more about your body transformation and what happened there yeah so i grew up kind of always being the chubby girl, like out of my group of friends, like, you know, I got picked on and that I went through all of that bullying and things like this. And it really affected how I felt. I was like a C minus student. I wasn't doing well in school. I wasn't attracting good relationships because of how I felt about my body. And then I turned 18 and my parents dropped me off at college And I knew that I had to create a different life for myself because I knew that if I wasn't going to get grades, my parents were not going to keep me in school. They were going to make me come home and figure out something else. And I just felt like my life was going nowhere. So I lost the weight. I lost about 60 pounds over the course of about a year, but I kind of went on the other end of the spectrum. I got too thin. I went from like 160 pounds to 100 pounds. I'm not sure what that is in KG, but <laughs> but it's quite oh, I went yeah. from overweight to from my from my height to very, very, very lean and underweight. And I I didn't feel good on either end of the spectrum. So then I became a personal trainer and coach, and I learned even more about nutrition and muscle and how to train properly for optimal health and vitality. And then I achieved those results. And I was like, wow, this really changed my life because I went from a C minus student to an A student. I was like suddenly just like this really um, just high powered, you know, young woman because of that body transformation. It's absolutely incredible. Like one, well done. And but two, it's absolutely incredible what looking after your health can do for the rest of the other areas of your life, isn't it? Totally. Like I always say that for me, the reason that I have a life now with a beautiful husband and a beautiful home on the beach and a successful business, it's literally because I lost weight. That's the reason. Had I not lost the weight and felt good about myself and my body, there is no way in heck I would be having achieved the life that I have because I wouldn't feel good about myself. I wouldn't have attracted a high value man. I wouldn't have had the guts to build a business and put myself out there. I wouldn't have thought I was worthy for those things. So Mm -hmm. it is so transformative for people if they feel out of alignment in their body. I always tell people, if you're not reaching the goals that you want in your business or in your life, look at how you feel about your body. There's your answer. A hundred percent. And also understanding that it's not about vanity or just looking like just looking good. If you look good, you feel good. Like they're so intrinsically linked. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, the way as a young woman in my teens and early adulthood, my goal was purely vanity driven from the, from the get go. And I slowly learned that like, it had to be about more than that. It had to be about the health and the love and the healing that went along with that. But I so agree with you when you look good, you feel good. And 
you know, there's just no getting around that. I know like social media and we hear things that try to say like, oh, you should just like, you know, love yourself no matter what. And of course you should love yourself no matter what, right? But this isn't about that. It's not about loving yourself or not. It's about, do you feel confident and good in your body? Yes or no. And if no, what are you going to do about it? Oh, definitely. And I've been through different periods of my life where it's actually came up very recently. So when I was about eight and a half stone, I don't know what that is in pounds, but like not a lot. I thought I was fat and I weigh about three stone more than that now. And I'm very happy and very confident in my body and in my skin and knowing I have the, the strength mentally and physically. Like I love being strong. I love having the muscle definition. Like I enjoy that, but it's a very interesting process to go through, like looking at what the scale says and attributing that to your value. What would you say to people to get them away from that that number on the scale is like what you're worth? Totally. So I think that you really have to look at what the reason is that you want to achieve a certain goal. Mm. Because what we're we don't, it's not really the weight that we're after. It's the feeling that we feel like the weight loss will give us, right? So if we can look at like, why is this important to me? And why do I want to achieve this goal? And look at the reasons why. And it's probably like, you want to feel better. You want to feel more confident. You want to walk into a store and take whatever you want off the rack. If you can focus on the feelings and, you know, get excited about that, that's going to help you take your focus off of the scale. Now, in terms of like, the self-worth conversation, it's a really, really big one. And I think that if somebody were having an uh, issue or they found themselves like living and dying by the number on the scale, you've really got to take a step back and realize that like the scale is just a data point, right? It's very similar to like, if you, you know, I know that you work with a lot of business owners, like if you run a business, like sales is just data. It's like, what is that data telling you and what are you making it mean? And if you're unhappy with the data that you're seeing, you can do something about it and actually use it to empower you versus keep you imprisoned. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I say to so many people. Like um, I used to be a personal trainer too. And I, I don't do that anymore. But trying to help people to understand that what that scale says is just one measure of unit at that moment in time. And if you don't feel good, the rest of your life then going to suffer. What was like the pivotal point for you where you went, I swear a lot, by the way, um, fuck, I need to change what's going on here. Yeah, well, um, it's a little bit vulnerable, but I'm happy to share it. So when my parents, you know, dropped me off at college, they put me, I I had to live in an apartment. So I found a nice apartment and, you know, they were paying for my school and everything. And I met these really great friends and we were clubbing all the time. And my dad said to me, if you don't change your life, like if you don't start getting, you know, A's and B's versus C's and D's, that's it. I'm selling your car. You're going to move home. Like I literally was like, okay, I know that the weight is, is the bottleneck here for me. So that's what did it for me. It was this like realization that it was up to me to create this next phase in my life. Either I could, you know, have this really amazing time in college and learn and grow and meet all these amazing people and have a lot of fun. Or I was just going to go back to live with my parents, which what 18 year old, you know, wants to do that. So that's what drove me. It was like this ultimatum where I was like, it's really up to me now. Yeah. And I, I don't think enough people have that ultimatum. They don't like this. They sit in comfort and that knowing that someone's going to bail them out. And if mm-hmm. someone keeps bailing you out, how do you ever learn? And how do you ever grow? Because you're being looked after once you take that personal control and that power into yourself and go hold on a minute I need to take responsibility here that's where your true confidence grows doesn't it totally totally and I think for a lot of people they are not conscious or they don't want to look at the fact that like 
the way that they think about their body, they probably have thousands of those thoughts a day, right? Wake up in the morning. Don't like what I see in the mirror. Get dressed. What can I wear that's going to hide my stomach, hide my arms? Looking at food, what's going to make me lose weight, gain weight? This is good. This is bad. So when somebody actually can realize the mental and emotional and spiritual energy, let alone physical energy that they're spending worried about this, I think that it can create that, like, you know, that point of pain that shows them like, this is the thing that holds you back. But you're right, unless people are willing to get uncomfortable and look at that and willing to put themselves in that place where they're really reflective and self-aware, they just keep on living their life, wondering why they're not achieving the goals that they desire. Yeah. I, I, I see so much of it and it is all connected and, and the excuses, Oh, I'll do this when, or I'm doing this, or um, this behavior because, and not taking that personal responsibility. So for you, your dad going, I'm going to take this away from you. Mm-hmm. If you don't sort yourself out, mm-hmm. it's a massive learning lesson for you, and actually a really good thing for a parent to do. Mm-hmm. So then that that's then giving you that personal power and that that control to go. I'm going to do something about this. What about the people that don't have that from other people? How how do we find it in ourselves? You've got to have that honest conversation and look at the opportunity cost that you are paying and giving up to keep yourself in a body that doesn't feel good for you. Mm. So if you're a business owner, you're leaving money on the table 100% of the time because you're probably turning down sales opportunities, speaking opportunities, photo shoots, brand shoots, networking events, because you don't feel good about your body. So you could be leaving thousands or millions on the table, right? If you are single and you want to find a significant other, Well, the reason that you're not finding high quality people or anybody is because you don't feel good. You know, a high quality man or woman is not going to want to be with somebody who doesn't feel good about themselves because they'll constantly have to lift them up. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're leaving that on the table. Health wise, you know, if you are not healthy, you know, you can get things like diabetes, which, you know, that costs a lot of money and it causes a lot of pain and it shortens life expectancy. Right. If you've got children, you're teaching them probably some not so great habits. You're continuing, you know, the, you're allowing the cycle to continue into the next generation. Is as a as a parent, as a mother, as a father, you're a leader. You know, and when we're leaders, people hear what we say with a megaphone and they watch what we do with a microscope. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at all these places in our life where we are leaving opportunities, money, more abundance, more love, more health on the table. And when you look at that, that'll probably scare, you know, scare you to actually do something about it. hundred <laughs> percent. And I think about this myself a lot, like what am I leaving on the table? And I've mm-hmm. done a lot of work on like releasing these things like on a personal level for myself. And by me doing that, I'm better able to help other people. And the more confidence you can have in yourself to go, hang on a minute, what am I holding back on? Why am I leaving all of these things on the table? Why am I not giving myself permission to go and make more money so I can give back and feel fucking amazing every day? Why would you not want to feel amazing every day? I think that people don't think it's possible for them. I think they think that, I've tried so many things because, you know, you probably see the same things. And, you know, I know you live in Spain and in the U.S., we see it all the time. Like, oh, lose 10 pounds like in two days. Like people are bombarded (laughs) with misinformation and then they try it and then they they don't get the result or 97 percent of people who lose weight gain it back. So they feel like a failure. So I think that it's really a twofold issue. I think number one, there is a level of personal responsibility. And number two, there's a shitload of bad information. It's mostly bad, right? There's probably like this much good stuff out there. And if you combine bad information with people who already don't feel good and have low self-esteem and low self-worth, it's very hard to come out of that. Definitely. And whilst... Whilst I don't think that your weight 
means you're a better or worse kind of person. Your health and some of some of what I believe and some of what I teach is a little controversial in that if you aren't optimizing your health, if you are overweight, you're going to struggle mm-hmm. because of the self-control and the discipline that you need. Right. So mm-hmm. I genuinely love going to the gym and lifting weights. So for me, it's not a chore. However, I really very much detest running. Mm-hmm. The cardio, I hate it. So every December, I do a challenge where I run three miles or 25 minutes every day. As, a, as part of it, there's about 9,000 people in this group. And I do that to teach myself discipline and, and to put myself out of my comfort zone. Now, mm-hmm. your self-worth isn't linked to what the, what the number on a scale says. But if you can't have the discipline to look at the, the way you're living your life, the exercise that you do, the things that you put into your body, how can you yeah. possibly ever expect to achieve real success in other areas of your life? So actually, the number on a scale does matter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because discipline is how we achieve everything. You cannot achieve any goal in life without discipline. Because what it takes to achieve a goal means that you have to do a different set of actions versus what you're doing now, right? If I want to make $1,000 and I'm making $0, I have to do different things. And that makes people uncomfortable. And I have to have discipline to do that because it means doing new habits and behaviors. And that means getting uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? It was this uh, really successful business guy, Alex Hermosi, said this amazing quote. And he said that self-worth it's not really determined by, I can't, I'm paraphrasing and I might be getting it wrong, but I'll get the spirit right. Yeah. He said something like worth is not really determined by like how much money you have or even how successful you are. It's determined by how many times you said that you were going to do something and you did it. And that is the key. Yeah. Oh, it's like, even on the days I really don't want to go to the gym and they're few and far between. I go. Yeah. And I show yeah. up, and I show up for myself. And then that allows me to be a better person in other areas. And, and I like, like everything you're saying, I'm just like, yes. <laughs> I love it. Which, uh, as I said to you at the, at the beginning of this, I love debate and like disagreeing with people. But this kind of conversation, I know is going to make a lot of people feel very uncomfortable because they're not willing and they're not ready to take responsibility or accept the fact that they're overweight through the choices that they make. But I believe that we need to address these issues and we need to help people to understand, okay, your self-worth is maybe not linked to the fact that you're overweight, you're fat, whatever you want to call it. But it is very important and very critical to the way that you live and run your life to be able to go, okay, what decisions am I making here? Um, mm-hmm. And like this is what I said earlier, I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you because as entrepreneurs, we do take responsibility and we take action on certain things. And I talk about this subject a lot, about feeling good, looking good, and the importance of it. For you, what is it? that you think that people need to understand about their own self-image that is so important to being able to be a successful entrepreneur? Yeah. I mean, self-image is everything. If you are an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, like we were saying before, if you don't feel good in your body, you're absolutely leaving money on the table. So whether it's get not saying yes to those speaking events or photo shoots, like even if you say yes to them, if you show up and you're not confident, people pick up on that. I mean, a leader needs to be confident or else that's not a leader. You know, that's maybe somebody who has a business as a hobby. A true entrepreneur who is successful has the qualities of a leader. And that means taking personal responsibility for the areas of her life that do not feel good. And we can try to push it off and push it under the rug and do that all we want, but it's always going to be there, especially the body, because it's not something that you can hide from. You're in it every day. You have to eat every day. You have to move every day. You have to get dressed every day. So it's not something that you can hide from. So 
as a leader, as a, you know, an entrepreneur, even as a parent, you're, you're a leader, right? You've mm-hmm. got to take that responsibility on yourself and take responsibility for your health and how you feel about the way that you look and feel in your body. Hugely. Um, and I like what you talk about in terms of like traditional weight loss and the release. Because I often look at weight loss. It's not weight loss for me. It's fat loss. Like I've purposely been on a bulk recently. So then I'm shredding to, and I've done it on purpose to build the muscle to get the definition for the physique that I want. And I never think of it as weight loss. I'm giving that fat away and I don't want it back. Mm -hmm. For you, what's the difference? And if you can explain that for people so that they can get their head around, it's not going to come back. Yeah. So like, do you mean um, explain the difference between why I say release versus loss? Yeah. 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 So unfortunately, like I shared earlier, 97% of people who drop weight gain it back. And the reason that I choose to say weight release or fat release, like because weight weight and fat are not the same thing as Uh you know, right? Um, So the reason why I use the word release is because the word loss lost, it it implies that it can be found. Mm -hmm. And I'm very big on like subconscious, you know, programming and uh, mindset and energy work, meaning like, who are you being as you go through your journey? And to me, when I hear the word release, it feels like it's coming off the body for good. And you and I were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but like when somebody has a lot of undesired weight that they've accumulated, it's not really about the weight. It's about the emotions or the experiences that they had that have now manifested into this extra weight that they carry, right? So when I think about the word release, and I use this a lot with my clients in my program, it's not just the weight that's releasing, it's the emotional, you know, situations, it's the trauma, it's the experiences that they had where they put themselves last and chose to, you know, stuff their feelings down and and not face them head on because maybe they didn't have the willpower or the resources or the help to do it. And understanding where it comes from, mm-hmm. you know, being able to go, okay, this is happening. I'm taking these actions because of this particular thing that happened and owning that and going, okay, I need to deal with that. And like mm-hmm. overeating and not exercising enough, it's that short-term gratification that doesn't actually help you to achieve your goal and feel amazing in your body every day. Right. Like right. this, like we say, this kind of stuff is absolutely vital. Um, excuse me. In the entrepreneurial space, being able to turn up to those talks and photo shoots, as you said, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I did my first gym photo shoot two and a half years ago, um, and I trained king hard for it. Like, I really, really did. And it was my first one and I was nervous as hell. Um, but when I got into it, I loved it. And like the feedback is great. I didn't do it for the feedback. I did it for myself. Being able to empower myself to go, you know, I've done all this work. I'm going to show it off. And there's been other times, like you said earlier, about like hiding yourself or wearing clothes that don't empower you. I recently went on a shopping trip with a a personal shopper and stylist and colorist and I'm putting these clothes on and I'm trying the sizes and putting on the sizes that are smaller than I believe in my head even now to this day because I'm broad-shouldered I've got a lot of muscle I think that I'm big and I'm not and then I'm putting the smaller sizes on and it showcases my figure so much better that already in just a week I felt so much more empowered in myself Mm -hmm. and my own body image to go I thought I'd got it anyway but there's always so much more you can do and learn totally yeah like it's a never-ending journey it's like (laughs) like we were saying constant journey of evolution yeah and so what would you say to to women specifically we're going to specifically talk about women because this is the mini series on body confidence for women What would you say to women specifically on finding the right image 
in their own head for themselves. So when they look in the mirror, they go, yeah, I look great. Yeah. So I would, I would have them think about, for a lot of women, it can be hard to imagine themselves at their goal because either they've never been there or they can't remember the last time that they were there. So I always tell people, if you're having a hard time imagining it in your head, just pick like a goal that would be, you know, a reasonable thing to work towards that feels like a little bit of a stretch for you, but you know, it's what you want. So it could be like 50 pounds, 20 pounds or whatever. And then I have them start to think and act as if they were that person now. And I think that that helps a lot with the current self-image because you're making decisions from that point of view, right? Similarly to in business, like before I, you know, my business had successful revenue, I was making decisions as if I was already that version of me. I was acting as if I was her. And that helps you accelerate the process because it's like that old uh, quote, that famous quote, we can't create change from the same level of consciousness that created the current state, right? We need to do different things. So really imagining yourself at your goal and asking yourself, like, what would she say right now to what would she say to me right now? If I'm looking in the mirror and I don't feel good, what would she say to me about like going for a walk or, you know, skipping the gym? What would she say to me about those things? And you will literally reverse engineer your goals and you will feel a heck of a lot better when you're doing it because you can't hate yourself then. I tried that. I ended up way too skinny and it caused a lot of hormone problems for me. And I had to learn a lot of lessons along the way. Can't hate yourself to your goal. And the fastest way to practice forgiveness and compassion is to literally put yourself in your future version's shoes and she will be the best guide for you on your journey. Oh, I'm like such a powerful message to share and this is one of the things that i've done a lot of public speaker training and one of the things that they say is vision how it's going to be when you deliver the talk so you put Mm. yourself into speaker state so if you're going to do that for that whether it's an actual physical talk in front of 120 or thousands of people Why would you not do that to yourself on a daily basis and go, this is how I'm going to feel. This is how I want to feel. This is the woman I want to be. And I'm going to be that person. Yes. And it gives you so much power and it gives you so much confidence. And that's what I really want to convey, you know, with this mini series and like with you and the work that you do, because you help to transform not just people's bodies, but their minds. Mm -hmm. I'd like to talk, like, if it's okay with you, just to talk a little bit more about what it can do for a person's mind when they go through that body transformation. Yeah, absolutely. So this is actually where I got the name of my program, which is called Dream Body, Dream Life. It's because that physical transformation, like when you feel good in your body and when you know, I'm a spiritual person. So when your spirit matches your physical and you feel like, no, this is the body that like was, I was meant for this whole time, magic happens. You find yourself, you know, attracting these opportunities that are just coming to you and taking you to the next level. You feel good about going after that opportunity where you could make more money or make more impact or meet some amazing people. Like, you will be shocked at the things that happen when you just focus on the body. And I I work with a lot of entrepreneurs myself. And usually they come to me either in the beginning of their journey, because they feel like, okay, like this is, I have to do this in order to build a successful business. Or they come to me when they've already built the multi-million dollar business. And they're like, this is the last thing for me. And I'm like, wait to see what happens when you do this, because you're going to go like quantum leap to the even next level. So it has the power to change everything because even think about it from like a mindset perspective, if you're constantly thinking about how bad you feel, how fat you feel, how out of shape you feel, the food, the clothes, the this, that is taking up a lot of mental space and mental energy that you are not spending on your business, that you're not spending on your relationships, right? So really like taking that on and saying, no, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to do this. You will change your whole life, no doubt. 
And it is the most powerful thing. You go in and go in. I've achieved a certain level of success, but actually I could be doing so much more. Being grateful for what you've achieved so far and then going, this is the next thing. I, I know for myself, if I don't, if I don't exercise, I feel like shit mm-hmm. mentally. Like physically, I, I I could probably not go to the gym for three months and maintain my figure. Mm-hmm. But mentally, I'm going to struggle. I'm going to have problems. And I know that it creates better brain function. You're connected with yourself better, like you said about the spirituality, like getting out in nature. Um, something I was talking about earlier on today as well. Um, and that connection with the outside, with the earth, with the sea. Like I live in Mallorca, I've got I go and put my feet in the sea and I start to feel like a whole other person because I'm connecting with Mother Nature. And I genuinely, when I say I used to think this was a whole bunch of woo-woo crap, <laughs> and then I realized actually no, it's not. Right. Like going up into the mountains, going for a hike, um, and the things that you put your body through that then makes your brain work better. And then you're better able to have better uh, better conversations with other people. So you imagine like like you said, oh, like all of the money you're leaving on the table by not looking after your health. Imagine all of the connections in the conversations that you're leaving on the table. Because you're not going, you've got one body to live in, look after it. Mm-hmm. What's been for you, like, the thing that gives you the most confidence when you look at yourself? As I told you, I'm I'm going to drop two things in there. <laughs> As I told you earlier, we did a body confidence um, series for men. And we've got an episode called How to Feel Confident Naked, which tells people, look at yourself in the mirror every day naked. Touch yourself. Mm-hmm feel yourself explore it's important to know what you like what you don't like all all of that what for you makes you feel the most confident in yourself with no clothes on um what makes me like which body part as a whole as a whole what makes yeah let's go for both (laughs) um what makes me feel the most confident in my body I think just like like knowing that I worked hard for what I see makes me feel incredibly confident. And, you know, we've both my husband and I are entrepreneurs, like, as I'm sure you know, this and your audience does too. building a business is no joke. It takes a lot of sacrifice and thinking about how many times I could have turned to alcohol or I could have turned to food or I could have turned to self-destructive behavior. And I didn't. Like that makes me really confident because I really feel like my body and me are very deeply connected. And I didn't feel that way before when I was not healthy and overweight. So to feel like I really feel at home in my body makes me just, that is what makes me feel really confident. And also knowing that if, you know, I do plan on having children and going down that route. And if things don't look the way I want, then I'm going to do something about it. You know, I'm going to take action. I'm going to get in the work a little bit harder in the gym, work a little bit harder on my nutrition. Like knowing that I'm in control, I think is the ultimate confidence. And that also adds to that discipline we were talking about as well. Mm-hmm. And without, without that, like really, what do you, what do you have? I, I used to think that, freedom meant doing whatever you wanted whenever you want it but actually I realized that discipline is what gives you freedom and it allows you to do so much more to facilitate so much more and opens up your mind to all sorts of different possibilities and then as you said you know being an entrepreneur is no joke it is difficult it is hard and it's not for everyone but Body confidence is for everyone. So whether you want to start your own business or scale your business or not, or you just you want an easier life and you want to be an employee and and, and that's that's fine, that's great, that's your choice. But if you don't love the body that you have, like what what are you really like doing with your life? Yeah. And I yeah. just 
I worry. I'm a, I worry. <laughs> I'm not a big worrier, but I do see a massive issue in terms of like, I tell you what I really don't like. We'll, we'll go a little controversial here if that's okay. I Please. don't like, I don't <laughs> like this whole body positivity movement. Putting overweight people on the cover of Vogue is normalizing being unhealthy. And mm-hmm. I do not agree with that. I don't think mm-hmm. that's okay because your body doesn't function right. It doesn't allow your brain to be at the best it can possibly be. And mm-hmm. it gives people a level of acceptance to go, oh, it's all right if I eat a takeaway every single day. Right. Totally. I'm, I'm going to hold that bit back. I've just had another thought. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you and I can definitely chime in here if you want me to. Yeah. So um, what we're doing at the moment with the podcast is we're having a conversation and then we're holding a little bit back for the club. Um, So we have the Confident Entrepreneurs Club where they get first access to podcast content, but also extra stuff that isn't published that everybody can access for free. So the extra juicier bits. will be in the club membership so anybody listening it's nataliearabella.com forward slash club it's just 27 pound a month so go there for the rest of this conversation but before we go to that bit um taking away from this body positivity movement be positive about your body but accept and understand that you are not healthy what tips would you give to people for them to understand that they're not in a good space and they need to do something about it? Yeah, I love this question because I agree with you. And I think as women, we get the shit end of the stick outside. So we have diet culture saying you need to be a size zero and you need to look a certain way. But then we have, you know, People in the body positivity movement who are like, if you want to lose weight, you're fat phobic. You don't love yourself. And it's like, what the heck? Like, truly what it comes down to as a woman is a a woman's ability to make an empowered choice about how she wants to live her life and how she wants to, you know, what she wants to do with her body. Now, part of empowering a woman with that information is saying like, hey, if you're obese, like that can take up to 14 years off your life. And you can have diabetes and hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical expenses, especially if you live in the U.S. Like, do you want this? You know, I think really presenting people with the facts. But I think that there is a problem with the glamorization of, you know, a statistically unhealthy body type. Like I said, everybody gets to make the choice that is right for them. But I also think that we have to be conscientious of how things are portrayed or else people end up justifying their unhealthy habits because it's now socially acceptable. And when it comes down to it, you know, I I even wrote a post about this on Facebook. I said, I think 2023 is going to be the year where a lot of women realize that they were kind of spiritually bypassing with body positivity. Like they told themselves that they felt really good and confident, but in reality, they don't. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women are going to realize that they've been keeping themselves overweight in a body that doesn't feel good because of things like the body positivity movement that got taken to the extreme. And now they don't feel good. And now they're going to wake up to it and realize like, hey, I should really do something about this because diabetes is not, you know, something that it's preventable. It's treatable. It's on you to do that. Like these are things that we can actually control. So why are we glamorizing things that statistically speaking, like this is science, not even opinion, are not healthy for us? Mm -hmm. If you look at images, then there's there's an image doing arounds on socials at the moment of people on the beach in the seventies compared to twenty twenty one. Everybody in the beach on the beach is this this size, and then forty years ago, everybody was tanned, healthy mm-hmm. looking, and didn't use sunscreen. That's a whole other story that I'm. <laughs> <laughs> a whole other topic. Um, yes. They, people knew how to cook. Yeah. We live in a society where ease is valued. 
And I remember having a conversation with someone, it was a couple of years ago, and there isn't, he said, there's not such a thing as laziness. I'm like, mm. okay, let's explore this a little bit more. It's more about whether it's you're less likely to die than it is to do an easier thing. So, for example, let me just put this into context. If the fast food restaurant is on this side of the road and the healthy place to eat is on the other side of the road, you're going to choose this one because by crossing the road, you might die. So it's not about being lazy. It's the fight or flight. Mm -hmm. This is why so many people, they take the easy option and then they get to the end of the day and they've got decision fatigue because they've made all of these decisions all day, all day, all day, all day, all day. And then by the end of it, they can't choose to make the right choice because they don't have the brain capacity anymore. Right. So how do yeah. we that? It's this fucking powerful shit when you really think about it. How do we help people to turn that around and go, you need to cross the road? Yeah. I think that, again, it comes back to, you know, really people are motivated by two things. They're, they're motivated by desire. I desire to lose weight or they're motivated by fear. And fear is a much more powerful motivator for people, whether they like it or not. We're more motivated by feeling like we're going to, something bad will happen or we'll lose something. So I really think that the way to motivate somebody or to self-motivate yourself is again, like looking at all the things that can potentially happen or are happening or the things that you've lost or will lose if you continue down this path. Because if you make a list of that and you have an honest conversation with yourself, there's like a 99% chance that you're going to take action on that. I think a lot of times people try to motivate to get healthier out of desire. And that's cool. That's fun. But it's not really going to get you there. You've got to actually feel that pain and feel that fear to get your subconscious mind on board to actually do something about it. Like the story that I shared with myself, you know, and a, and a lot of the people that reach out to me, they have a diabetes diagnosis or they, you know, have realized that they're not going on any family vacations because they don't feel good. Like you have to actually feel that pain as controversial as it sounds to get yourself motivated to do something. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. We often talk about the carrot and the stick. And mm -hmm. I say to people, if you've set a goal, setting a goal is great. Set a goal with a deadline, that's even better. But attach some emotion to what it's going to feel like when you achieve that goal or if you don't. Because without mm -hmm. attaching that emotion, what have you got? You've just got a goal with a deadline. When we're as we as human beings, we have emotion. We do yeah. things for a reason, whether we choose to acknowledge that we're doing it for a reason or not. Exactly. There's always a reason behind our behavior, 100%. What, um, what tips would you give to people to allow themselves to live in abundance whilst attaining their body image with confidence, not body positivity? <laughs> we just spoke about, we're not into that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I like, I use a lot of like mantras and affirmations with my clients. So something that I like to tell my clients is like the more weight that you release, the more abundant you become. Like the more you go on this journey, the greater things are going to happen to you. Right. Um, another one that I was telling my clients last night on our call was something like the more I push my comfort zone, the more successful I am. So like, that's how you start to rewire your brain to start to actually crave discomfort and crave, you know, the journey, you know, the results from the journey that you're on, which is, you know, weight loss, body transformation, feeling better. If you can start to associate that journey with like more abundance and more happiness, because it will give that to you. Like that's where, you know, you're able to go on the journey and, and create more abundance and create more confidence. It's by literally linking it in your brain. If you think that weight loss is, oh my God, it's so restrictive. It's so this, if that's what you're focused on, that's what you're going to get more of. 
right? You've got to literally in your brain, tell yourself like the more weight I lose, the more money I make, the more impact I have, the more love I get, the more love I can um, give, right? So it's literally just conditioning your mind to tie the things that you want with the goal that you have. So then when do people need to know when to stop? So you said you went and you got too thin mm-hmm. and you you weren't functioning properly. Where do people and how do they find that limit of knowing this is it? Yeah. So looking back, I mean, <laughs> you'll appreciate this because I know you're, you know, you're into fitness and very well knowledgeable there. When I lost the 60 pounds. I only counted calories, didn't pay attention to protein, and I did cardio. I ran every day. So I lost, when I, and I couldn't figure out why am I flabby? Like my stomach was really big in proportion to the rest of my body. I was like, why am I like 100 pounds, but like flabby? And I have this stomach. And then I started about like proper, you know, proper nutrition and training for ideal body composition. And I added weights and I added protein and I put on about 30 pounds and did the, did the thing. So where do you know when to stop? There are a few different ways to tell. I think that, you know, picking like really evaluating the, the goal that you want from the beginning, knowing that you can move it up or down if you want, but you do want to make sure that it's like within the realm of health. Like if it's going to put you at like a 16 BMI, not that BMI is everything, but if it's going to put you like in a very underweight category, it's probably not going to be the best for you. Right. So evaluate that it's, you know, healthy for your size and, you know, and your height and everything like that. And then, you know, another way to tell when to stop is your body will usually give you clues when you need a break from a diet or when you need to stop a diet. And you can look at things like they're called biofeedback markers. So if you're noticing that your sleep is really starting to suffer or that your sex drive is decreasing, or if your menstrual cycle, if you're if you're uh, menstruating, your menstrual cycle is off or your hair is falling out, like that's kind of on the extreme side. Um, but really look for little clues like sleep. Like, are you completely obsessed with thinking about food? Something like that will tell you that your body could probably use a break from a diet. Um, but those are some of the signs, you know, to be able to tell, like, number one, make sure it's healthy and like within, you know, it's not going to put you like underweight or anything like that. And then number two is to just keep an eye on your biofeedback markers. It's a so. really very good point, um, especially about BMI. My BMI says I'm in just in the obese category. I know yeah. I'm five foot. I'm five foot three, and mm-hmm. I do weigh a lot. But I have a packed on a lot of muscle, and yeah. so it's a really good point that you make there. But to be looking at all of the other points in your body in your mind to know that that isn't like the be all and end all and like looking for those other things like that make a difference because otherwise yeah yeah and I always say to people oh sorry go ahead I was just gonna say and I always say to people and you bring up such a good point like yeah like BMI is ridiculous because it if somebody's very muscular, it's going to put them in the overweight or obese category when they're very healthy. They just have a lot of muscle, which is dense. But you brought up a good a, a good point, which made me think something I tell clients too is like sometimes your dream body is like 10 pounds heavier than your goal weight. And you've got to look for, go for the look, go for how your clothes fit versus being so hung up on the scale because you might weigh a lot more, but you could be very, very happy with how you look and how you feel. So like, and yeah, we need to have like a, a range number of how much weight we want to drop, but be open to that because it could look like a very different number on the scale than what you have in mind. Yeah. And the, I, I do sometimes think the scale needs to go off the balcony, out the window, like all of that. But it, it is also important to know that number for many reasons, yeah. uh, especially as women. Like, our weight does fluctuate a lot with menstruation and like all, all sorts of other reasons, water retention and, and many exactly. other things. Um, I feel like I could talk to you forever. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we could talk about sunscreen we could talk about it all 
what I'd really like to do um, is just bring the podcast to, to a close um, and then just have a little bit more of a conversation for the people in the club, if that's okay. Um, what one tip would you give to people for increasing their confidence in themselves, in their body image? Mm. One main thing. One thing to increase confidence. Okay, so everybody has done something in their life that they're really proud of. And if you want to instantaneously feel more confident, like immediately, think of that one thing that you've done. Because that will remind you of how powerful you are. You know, maybe you're a parent. So like raising a kid, right? Or maybe you gave birth or maybe you graduated from university or graduated from high school or found your soulmate, whatever it is, think of that one thing that you did that was difficult and how you overcame it, because that will remind you of your power. I love that so much. And that will put you back into that state of mind to go, I felt that confident and powerful, then I can recreate that. Exactly. Amazing. So where can people follow you, find you, stalk you online? Because we're fans of online stalking, just not in-person stalking. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. my um, You can find me on Instagram. It's just at Jamie Morocco. I'm sure my name will probably be in the, in the show notes because I spell it a little funky. Um, so at Jamie Morocco, feel free to follow me on Instagram and also on Facebook. Um, and then my website is jamiemorocco.com. And if you go to jamiemorocco.com slash free gift, I have some free guides for you to look at and, you know, and really gain some knowledge around how do you actually release fat from the body? What are the signals necessary? So it's a great educational guide. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. I've fab. I can't even put the word into my mouth to uh, say how much I've enjoyed this conversation. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. So those of you listening on the podcast, make sure that you share, download, subscribe, share with your friends, family, loved ones, and even the people that you don't like, because everybody needs a little bit of help. <laughs> um, but if you would like to listen to the rest of the conversation, make sure you come and join the Confident Entrepreneurs Club or go to massacarabella.com forward slash club. We'll